0: This is Retirement Ready with Tony Drake on WTMJ. You're
1: listening to WTMJ. This is the Retirement Ready Show. I'm Tony Drake, certified financial planner with Drake & Associates. You can find us at wealthwisconsin.com. we got Brad Allen here today. Yes, sir. How are you doing, buddy? Good. How are you? Good. You sound a little bit better than I do, maybe. I know. I think we're both kind of congested a little, a little bit, bit nasally and you know it's that time of year everyone have to suffer through our uh, strange sounding voices here know. today
2: but I tell you what all those kids at home just, <laughs> just bring stuff home from school and i don't know if that means you should be more immune or yeah, maybe someday
1: you're definitely exposed to a lot that's for sure no well we got a great topic this week brad I, I think you know folks you know we certainly saw some volatility at the end of last year but you know stock market bottomed out 10 years ago this month which marked the height of what's referred to as the Great Recession. So, I want to take a look at some money lessons that we've learned over the past decade, and maybe you know, I I think those types of, of you know big situations that happen in a the market that can be scary. In particular, the closer you get to retirement, I think you and I talk a lot about it's not it's almost not even how much you lose; it's when you lose it. When it comes to retirement, right? right. Losing early in retirement has a much bigger impact than losing later in life. So. I think it's important to try to learn from these lessons. So let's start off, Brad, asking what is the significance of this big market anniversary.
2: Well, I mean, it's a big conversation point, you know, in a lot of appointments. Uh, the S and P 500 uh, market index bottomed out on March 6 of 2009, hitting an intraday low of 666 points. You know, <laughs> not good news, right? Right. 3 days later on March 9th the S&P closed at 676 points which was its lowest point of the great recession. The Dow Jones also hit rock bottom that day falling to the the great recession low of 6547 points and that was a drop of more than 50% from its pre-recession high set in October of 2007. You know the great recession wiped out about 3.4 trillion dollars in retirement savings between September 30th 2007 and March 6, 2009. 401k and IRA balances dropped 40% on average during that same time period. For those in or near retirement, portfolio losses of that size can be devastating. I mean, we saw a lot of people had to go back to work at that point if they had just retired. You know, you lose 40% of your portfolio. That that really puts a dent in retirement for a little while.
1: Right. And I think, you know, when it comes to risk, it's just about, you know, we talk about being an education-first firm and I think it's really just about being educated about the amount of risk that you're taking. Doesn't mean we need to panic. Doesn't mean we need to eliminate risk, right? It just means we need to be smart about it. So I think, you know, it probably begs the question, what should retirees be doing right now? You know, that we're seeing a little bit more volatility, certainly been a better start to 2019. But we saw a fair amount of volatility at the end of 18. And while we've enjoyed the longest bull market run in history, you know, we saw that volatility you know the average 401 k bounce dropped ten percent at the end of last year, according to fidelity. the average bounce was ninety five thousand six hundred in the fourth quarter of last year. Now that was down from a record of one hundred and six thousand five hundred in the third quarter of eighteen so big change just in one quarter. This drop was followed by wall street's best January though in thirty years, right so it really rebounded in a strong fashion so if you're a believer in a january effect, you're likely thinking that two thousand nineteen could be a good year for the stock market. If you uh, want to be a little silly and look at the stock traders almanac, it shows that since 1950, using January's performance to predict the rest of the year has worked 87 percent of the time. Now, probably not that factually based, but you know, no matter what you believe, there are more important financial moves as you near retirement. And I think analyzing your risk is one of those. And Brad, I know a lot of folks who are a little frustrated they weren't able to get into our classes last month, but we have a couple classes. Uh, coming up in fact this week we're going to be out in that lake country area in delafield on march 7th and then we're going to follow the week after on march 13th because uh, we just i know that march 7th is just about full um, but we're going to talk specifically about how to analyze your risk how to deal with that topic as you get close to retirement i want to take a look at social security of the hundreds of strategies available really which is the best one to make sure that you have income Right, it's what we call longevity risk. Make sure you're not outliving your money. We're gonna look at required minimum distributions, how to deal with that taxable income. And probably most of us have filed our taxes or we'll be digging into that, you know, over the next month here. And I really want to talk about some opportunity for some folks. Remember, individual tax cuts are only here through twenty twenty five. So that presents an opportunity to have some great tax savings for some people. Get some of the pre-tax dollars growing. It's a big piece I think a lot of people miss in their financial plan, and that's implementing some tax strategies to really control your tax bracket. So we'll talk about all of that. We do need you to register ahead of time. They do fill up. Um, you can do that right at wealthwisconsin.com. That's wealthwisconsin.com. Or you can always call the office during the week at 414-409-7226. That's 414 409 26. This is
0: the Retirement Ready Show on WTMJ. Getting you ready to sail into the sunset. This is Retirement Ready with Tony Drake on WTMJ. Welcome back. You're listening to
1: WTMJ. This is the Retirement Ready Show. I'm Tony Drake, certified financial planner with Drake & Associates. You can find us at wealthwisconsin.com. I got Brad Allen here today. How the kids do it, Brad? Everybody's good. Everybody's good. Yeah. Yeah. Full of energy. Good anniversary. It was great, yeah. Happy Mama at home? I think so. I love you. I always like kinda <laughs> clam up when I talk to you about personal stuff, Brad. <laughs> I just love to do it to you, buddy. All right. <laughs> great topic this week, Brad. We're talking about ten years ago this month. The SMP uh bottomed out in March of two thousand and nine. It hit an intraday low of six hundred and sixty six points. It was about a sixteen month drop of a fifty percent and you know, really, what lessons can we learn? I I think you and I hear it every day as retirees, you know, get closer to retirement, how much risk should I be taking? I think in general, we see folks enter a stage of life where they're a little bit less tolerant for risk and want to dial that back and are always curious about, you know, what are my alternatives? Obviously, I don't want to put everything in a CD at 1%, but, you know, I can't even keep up with inflation there. But how do I manage this, this animal called risk as I enter retirement, and what's the appropriate level of risk? And, and for some people, it might be reducing it a little bit.
2: Yeah, you're right, and, and, and that's exactly right for some people, right? Everybody's going to have a different risk tolerance, and I think that's really important when you're sitting down with a financial advisor to figure out what that risk tolerance is. But generally speaking, the closer you get to retirement, the more important it is to make some adjustments to your portfolio. You know, I think a diversified portfolio will be less susceptible to major events on on Wall Street like the great recession, uh, lending up to the the market bottoming out the s and p 500 lost nearly fifty percent between two thousand and eight or September of two thousand eight and March of two thousand and nine. So you want to compare that to a portfolio with a mix of 35% U.S. stocks, 25% foreign stocks, maybe 10% cash, uh, 30% fixed income, you know, which are in, including government bonds and, and high-quality corporate bonds, things like that. And that portfolio would have just lost 28% between September 2008 and March 2009. So you know, on average, most people saving in their 401K are more diversified. Now, uh, than they were a decade ago, it's estimated that only 11% of savers who have been investing since before the Great Recession are investing in stocks and bonds exclusively. You know, before the Great Recession, roughly about 26% of people saving in their workplace accounts were investing solely in stocks and bonds, diversifying your exposure to any one asset class helps reduce your risk and adds a layer of protection to your portfolio. So it's really important to consider your time horizon when it comes to risk. You know, younger investors should see short-term volatility as as, is not a cause for concern. You know, they have the time to make it back. While the stock market is more volatile than it was a couple of years ago, the fundamentals of the economy are still strong, you know, and younger investors have that time for Wall Street to recover, but once you get closer and closer to retirement, older investors who are about to retire may be wavering their their confidence a little bit, uh, and and you want to put a comprehensive plan together. You know, we always talk about putting a retirement plan together. I think this is a great time to do that because we're on such a great run for such a such a long time. You want to know what it looks like you know, stress testing the portfolio, putting yourself through a downturn, just so you know what it looks like ahead of time so that when it happens, you're not emotionally investing at that point.
1: Yeah, and I think there's so many great tools available nowadays, Brad. In our office, we use a couple different tools to analyze risk because it can be a somewhat overwhelming, you know, equation, if you will. First tool we use is a great one where you come in and we have you answer a series of risk questions And we assign you a risk score from one, you know, think of one being like cash in a bank, pretty secure, fixed assets, you know, 99, in fact, being more risky than the market itself. Think penny stocks, startups, things of that nature. And we assign you with the risk score. And then the beauty of it is we can take your current investments, bank accounts, investments, everything all said and told, and we can really take a snapshot of the risk you're taking currently. And sometimes there's a discrepancy, right? And a lot of people say, boy... I had no idea. To Brad's point, we can stress test it. We can simulate good markets, bad markets. No reason to panic, but it just gives you the data to decide, am I invested too aggressively? Also, Brad, we have a great app we're making available to everybody, not just our clients, but anybody who wants to download it. That app is called Asset Lock. You can download it right at the App Store to learn more. You can go to our website, wealthwisconsin.com forward slash asset lock. And essentially you can link your accounts. Security is done through Morningstar, so it's a very secure platform. And it'll alert you when you hit new highs, but probably equally importantly, it'll tell you when you've hit, you know, kind of your paying threshold. You can set five, ten, twelve, twenty, forty, fifty, I don't know what your number is. You can set your downhold downside paying threshold and it'll let you know. You can also have it alert your advisor. I, I would argue that on that moment when you've hit your downside kind of level that makes you nervous, that's the most important time to maybe connect with your advisor. So again, you can download that right at your app store. It's called Asset Lock. You will need a code to download it. It's 3AX. We're making that available as a free download. Again, that's Asset Lock and the code is 3AX. This is the Retirement Ready Show on WTMJ.
0: Getting you ready for retirement the right way. This is Retirement Ready with Tony Drake on WTMJ. You're listening to WTMJ.
1: This is the Retirement Ready Show. I'm Tony Drake, certified financial planner with Drake & Associates. You can find us at wealthwisconsin.com. I got Brad Allen here today and talking about kind of a, a time I guess we'd all like to forget, Brad. It was a yeah. Kind of ugly 16-month period today marks the 10-year anniversary of the bottom there in 2009 when the S&P had corrected about 50%, percent five zero over 16 months. And, you know, I, I think it's important to look at times like that, not from a standpoint of uh, being afraid of it, but a standpoint of what can we learn from it as it comes to retirement and what can we do to protect ourselves. We talk about a lot. Of, it's not so much about how much you lose. It's about when you lose, Right. We have a lot of great illustrations we'll use in some of our classes or in the office that show, you know, two couples can have the exact same average rate of return, but a couple that loses early in retirement, their money doesn't last nearly as long. And in, in some examples, ten years less, you know, where a couple that loses later in retirement is ne- not nearly as affected. So it's just important, I think, to to look at risk as some, a data point to analyze again. Not not uh, something to be afraid of, but something to be aware of and to be educated about. And I, I think when it comes down to it, you really
2: have to crunch the numbers for it. Yeah, and, you, you know, if you're 10 to 15 years from retirement now is the time to, to really crunch those numbers to determine if you have enough money to retire um, and then the closer you get to retirement the more important it is to meet with a financial advisor your your financial professional to create a, a plan for your money including how much you're going to spend uh, in retirement and, and from which accounts you know which taxed accounts are you going to take money from early on maybe it makes sense to draw from a 401k while you're in a lower tax bracket you know there's all these different tax strategies to think about as well uh, you're Retirement income may come from investments like IRAs, 401ks, maybe Social Security, depending on when you turn that on. So, it's really important to have a strategy for your withdrawals. For example, taking taxes into account, it might make more sense to withdraw from a Roth early on versus taking Social Security. Maybe it makes sense to draw from that 401k, like I was talking about, because you're in a lower tax bracket. So, every dollar you take out is going to be taxed at a lower rate early on in retirement than maybe later on. You know, maybe in your 70s, you're in a higher tax bracket because of the required minimum distributions, you have social security, maybe you're lucky enough to have a pension. So you really want to sit down with somebody that can put that retirement plan together. But I think one of the major parts of that retirement plan, number one, figuring out when you're going to take social security, there's 500 different ways you can do it. So which one's the best for you, but also what accounts are you going to draw from? What does your income plan look like in retirement? Because that's going to be more increasingly important. I think we've talked about in the past, but the happiest people in retirement aren't necessarily the ones with the most assets they 're the ones with the most income coming in every single month because it comes on the same day at the same time paying this, this, and this bill, and you know it 's coming in every month, so trying to figure that out and put that all together is one of the most important parts of putting together that retirement plan yeah I think
1: you 're referencing that interesting study it was done years ago now, but you know they asked a, a series of retirees what would make you the happiest in retirement I think. You know, you kind of say, well, that's a silly question, right? Obviously, the people with the largest balances are going to answer to be the happiest, financially at least. Uh, you know, we're not talking otherwise. But um, but it was interesting that that wasn't the answer, Brad. You're right. It was the folks that had the most income. Because if you think it through, even the people with large balances, they're also worried about living, outliving their money. Maybe they have just more expensive lifestyles. They're spending more every month, and they're concerned, am I going to outlive you know, my money. So, you know, having that guaranteed income, you know, becomes a a big game changer, if you will. So we're going to talk about a lot of this, Brad, in our next classes here. I know a lot of folks are beginning this year, January and February, the classes filled up so quick. It was tough to get in, but we're going to have another round here. We have one this week on March 7th. And then the following week, we're going to follow up with another group. Uh, March 13th, we're going to be out in the Lake Country area in Delafield, And we're going to talk specifically about how to manage and plan for some of this risk, some great tools we have nowadays to help you analyze the risk and really determine what level is correct for you as an individual or as a couple. We'll talk about, of those hundreds of strategies, how to manage that. We're going to give folks an opportunity, Brad, to sit down with you and get their own Social Security report done so they can take a look at what strategies may be available. How do I manage required minimum distributions for folks that are close to 70 or hopefully the retirees that we're talking to start planning for their RMDs at least a decade earlier. There's some great things you can do before RMD age to really manage your tax brackets and take advantage of some of the tax strategies that are available with this new tax code. It's probably one of the biggest missed things in the retirement plans that I see is a lack of tax planning strategy. So we'll walk you through all of that. We do need you to register ahead of time. You can do so at wealthwisconsin.com. That's wealthwisconsin.com. Or you can always call the office during the week at 414-409-7226. Whoever answers will be happy to get you registered. Again, that's 414-409-7226. This is the Retirement Ready Show
0: on WTMJ. Preparing you for the ultimate vacation. Here's more of Retirement Ready with Tony Drake on WTMJ. Welcome back. You're listening to WTMJ. This is the Retirement Ready
1: Show. I'm Tony Drake, Certified Financial Planner with Drake & Associates. You can find us at WealthWisconsin.com. I got Brad Allen here, and great topic this week, Brad. We're talking about kind of the anniversary uh, 10 years ago this month of the great uh, you know pullback in the S&P 500, 16-month period. S&P lost about 50% and certainly terrified a lot of people, I think in particular, if you're getting closer to retirement. So we're walking... You know, through some lessons that we may have learned from that great pullback, I, some volatility at the end of last year that, that scared some people. Fortunately, or hopefully, people didn't panic and completely sell out. There's been a nice rebound since. But um, great topics here. But I do want to take a moment and just thank everybody. I know you have a lot of listening choices, and we do appreciate that you take some time with us. I always refer to ourselves as the as the education first firm, and we take that to heart. Our goal is whether you're listening to the show You come out to one of our classes or you come to an appointment in the office that you'll walk away learning a little bit more than when you came in. And you can always email in our questions at radio at com, And we'll always answer those during the week and get back to folks. And Brad, you know, when I think, you know, about risk and volatility, you know, you always want to encourage folks to think long term. I think emotions tend to be a common driver of investors' decisions. You know, a lot of folks get scared when the market drops and we get greedy when it, when it's at its high, right? That's probably opposite uh, of what we should do. And this leads us, leads us to sell stocks when prices are too low and buy when prices are too high, which is really opposite of buy low and sell high kind of a investing 101, if you will. And investors who react out of fear during the Great Recession are really taking a longer time to recoup those losses. Those who stuck with a long-term plan and continue to save in a lot better shape today. Investors who continue putting money in their 401k likely tripled their account balance on average from 2007 to 2017. A long-term plan will really help calm those emotions during times of volatility on Wall Street. You know, a financial professional firm like ours can help hold you accountable to your plan when your emotions take over. Remember, the money you're saving now will fund your lifestyle retirement, whether that's 10 years down the road, 10 months or 30 years, it's important to have the right plan to adjust to that. And, you know, Brett. It, it, speaking of, of questions, someone did write in this week and, you know, she mentioned with all the volatility last year, you know, she mentioned she was getting closer to retirement and, and wanted to, you know, talk through maybe some safe money alternatives. What is something she could do with her
2: money if she wanted to reduce her risk? Yeah, I mean, there's there's a number of different ways that you can... I would say balance out a portfolio you know if you're going to be aggressive on one side how do you balance that out on the on the other and I really do think it comes down to your risk tolerance you know how much of your portfolio do you want to be safe how much what is it what is that comfortability zone for you and there are some things that you can do to 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 be a little bit maybe more safe in, in certain portions of your portfolio whether that's something like a, a cd at the bank you know CDs used to make uh, quite a bit way back when, but now you're looking at maybe 2.5, 3%, somewhere around that range. So maybe that's not keeping up with inflation over a long, extended period of time. And that's one thing you have to think about is inflation over time. You know, it, it's nice that it's safe right now, but you know, you have that inflation risk over time. The price of eggs go up every every week. So how do you account for that and, and, and adjust your portfolio with that? Um, there are some other things to talk about. There's annuities out there, you, you know, an annuity is a long-term investment issued by an insurance company. Uh, it's designed to help protect you from outliving your money. The money you contribute is converted into periodic payments uh, that can last your your lifetime. Annuities do have limitations, though. You know, early withdrawals can be penalized, and earnings are taxable as ordinary income. You have to pay attention to things like fees and and and, and how long do you have to keep that money in those investments. You know, there's many different types of annuities. And you want to know what you're getting into before you sign on the dotted line. I think there's, there's variable, there's immediate, there's fixed, there's fixed indexed annuities. You know, annuities have fixed rates or fixed indexes that that can't lose money, but they do give up. They have limited upside potential. You know, you give up some of the upside in order to protect that downside risk. So I think the most important part about the fixed portion of your portfolio is that you want to work with somebody, a financial professional that can weigh in the pros and the cons of the annuities or CDs and just tell you what's best for you, somebody that you trust.
1: Yeah, and I think, you know, annuities can be such a, I guess, controversial topic and Just something, you know, it's not going to be a one-glove-fits-all. I think, unfortunately, there's insurance salespeople that sell these. They're not licensed to talk about variable assets. They're certainly not fiduciaries. So that's all that they can sell. So I think it's just important to be smart about, you know, them. If you're considering them, make sure you look at the fees, right? The devil's in the details. Know what you're getting into and really take a a tight look at that. Um, After the break here, we'll talk about a few other safer uh, alternatives if you're thinking about potentially reducing your risk in your portfolio. This is the Retirement Ready Show on
0: WTMJ. Answering all of your retirement questions on Retirement Ready with Tony Drake on WTMJ.
1: Welcome back. You're listening to WTMJ. This is the Retirement Ready Show. I'm Tony Drake, certified financial planner with Drake and Associates. You can find us at wealthwisconsin.com. We got Brad Allen here today and Brad talking a little bit about the 10-year anniversary back in March of 2009 was really the bottom of that big pullback for the S&P 500. Drop was about 50% from the pre-recession high set in October of 2007. So it was a big, big pullback, and um, I think you know lessons like that present opportunities to learn and kind of discover. Especially as folks get closer to retirement, I think it's a question that that you and I get all the time. You know, you know, as I we get so many folks that are either retired or are rapidly approaching that date, and they're coming in saying, "Boy, what should I do?" You know, as I get closer to retirement, to make sure I'm managing my risk. I, you know, I think more and more people are aware. That a loss early in retirement is much more devastating than a loss later in retirement. So it's not about eliminating risk necessarily, but it's about managing risk. It's about having the right level of risk. Emotions can play a big part in that, right? We go through a a short-term volatile period like we did in the last quarter of last year. You know, if you had panicked, you might have locked in some losses where we've really seen that recover already in the first six weeks of the year. So you know, it's been a best January in 30 years here. So really a strong recovery was not the time to panic. We were kind of guiding our, our investors that, you know, short-term volatility, nothing systemically wrong with the economy and to hang in there. And fortunately, they did. Uh, but, you know, for folks that do want to reduce risk as we're getting closer, we're talking about some alternatives. Um you know, we talked a little bit about annuities, what to watch for and what to be careful. There's a few other ideas as well, Brett.
2: Yeah, you know, I think the the end of last year was kind of a wake-up call for a lot of people. You, we've been on this bull run for so long now, and, and luckily the market's uh, rebounded in January and, and February so far. So um, there's other alternatives that you can look at. There are ETFs or exchange-traded funds. You know, an ETF is essentially a basket of different types of investments, stocks, bonds, commodities, you know, stuff like that, that are grouped together into a a single entity. Uh, investors can buy shares of the etf that are then traded on the major stock exchanges etfs generally track various benchmarks and the objective is to match the returns of that benchmark that the fund has chosen you know an etf generally has lower fees and is more tax efficient so definitely something to think about and consider in the future here you know a lot of people will have things like stocks and mutual funds and bonds in their in their portfolios, but maybe ETFs might work for a portion of your portfolio as well. So it might be something to research. They can be really efficient in retirement. Yeah, I
1: think ETFs, again, you know, there's, like any investment, there's leverage ETFs, which are taking on much higher risk, and then there's safer ETFs. So you want to balance that and make sure you're having the right blend. And for a lot of folks in retirement, bonds become an alternative. You know, when you're buying a bond, For folks that aren't familiar, essentially you're lending money to a company or a government for a set period of time. In return for that, the issuer pays you an interest rate, or sometimes what's called a a coupon rate. Another way to make money on a bond is to sell it for more than you paid. Generally, when interest rates go down, bond prices go up, or when interest rates go up, bond prices go down, so they tend to have an inverse relationship. Although the Federal Reserve has been raising rates, we are still in a historically very low interest rate environment. So you can invest in bonds, bond funds, and there's even bond ETFs. Bond ETFs generally have lower cost and have more fluidity than than other funds. And you can buy and sell during the day rather than waiting till the market closes. So we're using a lot of bond e- ETFs, Brad, for our clients. Folks are finding those to be a nice alternative. Uh, but again, managing risk becomes an important factor, I think you just have to be more aware of risk and make sure you're utilizing tools. We have some great tools in our office. We have a program where we can establish your risk tolerance, compare your current investments to that. Oftentimes people find out they're, that what they emotionally are comfortable with is not exactly how they're invested. And then there's some great monitoring tools as well. We're making a great app available as a free download. That app is called Asset Lock. You can download that right at the App Store. You will need a code to get that at no cost. That's 3AX. Again, that's 3AX. It's called Asset Lock. allows you to link your accounts. You can then get alerted when you hit new highs. So anytime the market closes, you hit those new highs, it'll send you an alert. But equally as importantly, it'll send you an alert when you've hit kind of your pain threshold, if you will. And once you hit that pain threshold, it'll send you that alert. You can set it up to send your advisor an alert. And then you'll both be have an opportunity to talk, right, and decide, am I being emotional? Is this just short-term volatility and I should ride it out? Or is there something systemically wrong in the economy? And is it actually time for a, a rebalance to the portfolio? So it can be a great communication tool. Again, that's Asset Lock. You can find it at your app store. And you'll need the code 3AX. This is the Retirement Ready Show on WTMJ.
0: Walking you through your retirement plan. Here's more of Retirement Ready with Tony Drake on WTMJ. You're
1: listening to WTMJ. This is the Retirement Ready Show. I'm Tony Drake, certified financial planner with Drake & Associates. You can find us at wealthwisconsin.com. Got Brad Allen here today and talking about that scary time, Brad. Do you remember that? Those are fun days, right? Yeah. It's in the forefront of people's minds after last year a little bit, you know. Yeah, I think it uh, kind of stirred up some of those memories, or may- maybe they're nightmares, right? Where uh, you know, ten years ago, March of two thousand and nine, the S and P five hundred hit an intraday low of six hundred and sixty six points. Three days later, on March ninth, the uh, S and P five hundred closed at six hundred and seventy six points, which was its lowest point of what's referred to as the Great Recession. Dow Jones also hit a rock bottom that day, falling to its low point of 6,547. That was a drop of more than 50% of its pre-recession high set in October of 2007. And I think we see it every day, Brad, as folks get closer, they get more and more nervous, and they're afraid of that. And, you know, it just begs that question, how do I manage risk? And you've been talking about some great lessons you can learn and different tools that you can utilize to do that. Also want to remind everybody, the show is available as a podcast. So for we're certainly grateful for people to take the time on their Saturdays to listen to us live. But for those of you that may not have the time on Saturday, you can go to the podcast, you can pick out the topics you find of interest, or you can hit that subscribe button. It'll download all of those and you can... Uh, Listen to them all weekend long, Brad. That's right. Is that what you guys do at the Allen household? Or
2: Yeah, it's just on uh, repeat. Just repeat.
1: Yep. Just, yeah, the wife loves that, right? <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine that. But um, some great stuff for next week, Brad. Um, you know, the average American is making 91 financial fails each year. Some of them are bigger than others. Some of them are smaller. But they can really throw your retirement off track. So I want to go through next week some of the biggest fails that, that those planning for retirement make. And and offer some tips to, to hopefully avoid some of that. And also, we're kind of wrapping up, Brad. Um, you know, we have our classes coming up in March. We had some pretty big waiting lists in, in January and February. So we've got some more sessions. The next one will be this week. We're going to be out in the Lake Country area on March 7th in Delafield. And then we'll follow up the following week on March 13th. And uh, we're going to talk specifically about risk, how to manage risk, how to look at it, analyze it, and how to potentially adjust your risk. If you feel it's too high, we'll go through some of the great tools that we use that are available to you. We'll also talk about required minimum distributions. We'll spend some time talking about Social Security. Of the hundreds of strategies available... Which one, you know, assuming we live to life expectancy, which one is going to give us the most income over our lives? And which strategy might fit best as part of our income plan? I think that's probably the keystone, really the important piece of your retirement plan. It really needs to start there. And then tax strategies. Really, there's a lot of strategies available right now under this new tax code. But important to remember that this tax code expires for individuals automatically in uh, 2025. So it's important that we implement some tax rates. I think a lot of folks have overlooked that. We do need you to register ahead of time. You can do so right at wealthwisconsin.com. That's wealthwisconsin.com. Or you can call the office during the week at 414 409 7226. That's 414 409 7226. This is the Retirement Ready Show on WTMJ.